everyone was just so happy to be back at work. Uh, but after that novelty kind of began to wall off and you know you have one or two three putts here or there, a couple of bogeys and a miscut, you, it's amazing how quickly you don't miss the, the sport that you've been missing for the better part of four months. But uh, You're listening to the Match Kit Cast with me, Ben Karpinski, bringing you closer to the athletes on the matchkit.co platform. Alrighty, welcome to this week's edition of the Match Kit Cast. Now we've got Brandon Stone returning, he is our first returning guest. So when I last chatted to you, when we started actually with Match Kit, you were one of our original guys who didn't sign up to the profile or to the platform. And uh, we did showcase some content around what's in your bag for the year and how you're preparing for going back to the European tour. And of course, getting in shape physically, mentally and all those things. What's it like just firstly getting back on tour with all this sort of things in place around the COVID? Um, obviously, you know, you've, been on, you've been on tour for quite a few years now and you know the drill and obviously you've got a whole bunch of uh, contacts over there. So it feels like a second home. But how different was it getting back on tour this time around? Well, like you say, I mean, I've been out on tour now for the better part of seven years and I thought I kind of learned the ropes and uh, COVID has kind of just changed the shape of the ring. We've gone from boxing to UFC, it seems. Um, the, the legislation, the rules, the protocols to follow that come with the European tour bubble are exceptionally, exceptionally uh, high detailed. Um, they have thought of absolutely everything from only one person being allowed in an elevator at a time in the hotel to you're only allowed to share dinner tables with one person for the week. You're not allowed, like, the caddies aren't allowed to touch the same flagstick during the round. So if one caddy takes a flagstick, he's got a hold for the rest of the hole and then he puts it back at the end. So the tour really has thought of everything and it, true compliments to them. The amount of stuff that they've actually had to consider that they've really nailed is a true testament to the hard work that they've actually put in. Now, golfers are people of, of habits, I bet, and especially around tournament week, everyone's got their own sort of procedures. Did you feel like some players, maybe yourself included, were quite flustered by this, or was it very much like a, you just become used to it after a couple of days? Listen, the first three weeks were an utter breeze, I'm going to be completely honest. I mean, there was obviously the inconvenience of the bubble, but everyone was just so happy to be back at work. Uh, but after <laughs> that novelty kind of began to wall off and you know you have one or two three putts here or there a couple of bogeys and a miscut you it's amazing how quickly you don't miss the the sport that you've been missing for the better part of four months but uh yeah it's 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 very unique it's obviously a very unique world that we're living in at the minute and it's unprecedented times and uh i saw a meme the other day that said i can't wait for president times to return and i honestly do feel like that at the minute but it's just weird like you say you obviously have these routines that you so used to following like for example after a round of golf in portugal you know go do your practice after the round and then you go lie by the pool whereas now you can't do that you have to go back to your hotel room so besides becoming pretty decent at call of duty uh my social life has probably taken a massive toll now, you played seven events. So, you know, one of the things that we did speak about prior to you going back over there was the fact that your conditioning has improved so much in the last few years that you can actually go on these longer stretches. And in the process, you were a better golfer as a result. So quite an up and down sort of set of results. Uh, I don't need to remind you of that. So we can go through it. No, maybe not too much in depth. Okay, let's not go through it. We'll just, uh, we'll just leave it at that. How much... In a, in a stretch like this, you know, this was always going to be the English swing with a few added events. 
during this kind of time, how much do you analyze your game? Like, do you look at the stats? Do you look at where you may be going wrong? Or are, are you looking at what what's good? And then from from such a condensed sort of structure like this, how much time do you actually get to apply yourself to say a certain area of your game? Um, so you you listen the the like you say the time frame is obviously quite limiting at the minute because it's kind of non-stop. Uh, but especially like now, like I say, sitting at the in my apartment in London, I haven't really been doing nothing. I have been checking up the stats over the last six seven weeks and of performances, and you know there's obviously going to be a trend. Um, and you know the trend doesn't change a lot people think that you find a miracle cure all of a sudden and you you're a completely different player that really isn't the case um the, yeah, the yeah. issue that i struggled with over the last seven events are the exact same issues i've had during my entire career where the ball striking has been very good very consistent on good weeks and the short game is pretty decent you know kind of keeps up to par and then the bad weeks it kind of the ball stroke striking takes a step back and because of that the short game becomes under pressure and you start making a lot more bogeys so it's not rocket science for me i know i need to improve my short game the weeks where my ball striking is on like it was last week in portugal i felt like i was hitting the ball really really well i was top 10 in greens and regulation top 10 in distance off the tee and i just gave up way too many shots uh on the putting green so reflecting back on that today and tomorrow obviously when we get back to training for the, the upcoming events from wednesday a lot more emphasis will be put on those aspects but at the same time in my routine of preparation for a tournament when i arrive a lot of emphasis has been put on those aspects already so it's kind of one of those you, you don't want to upset the system by changing everything but at the same time you need to change something in order to kind of shake things up and get a different result like einstein always said the art of insanity is doing the same thing twice and expecting a different result so you kind of need to evolve your program and evolve the way that you're preparing in order for you to change the way that you're participating and having consulted my coach and so on and so forth and the team around me uh you just develop these slight little adjustments here or there like i really struggle with my pace putting on the, the quicker greens in portugal in valderrama so when we do get to Belfast next week, you know, kind of just put a lot, little bit more emphasis on the pace of the putts that we're hitting, and you know, that'll obviously help in different aspects altogether. Uh, but like you, like you asked, I'm a very statistically driven person, but in moderation. Uh, I don't think, as a professional golfer, you can ever just look at stats after one round and judge your your performance on that. It needs to be trend setting. So. These seven events over the last eight weeks is the perfect time to look back and see. This is where I struggled. Was it putts inside 10 feet? Was it putts outside 10 feet? Was it uh, my chipping from the rough, chipping from the fairway? Was it my sand play? Was it my wedging? Was it this? Was it that? And, you know, we have all these golf statistic apps that kind of dull down all into its ultra fine detail and then kind of print a report out of these last events and you, you kind of build on it from there and you see if there's any improvements, you see where you can improve, you see what's probably costing you the most and uh, just progress from there. When you actually get to a tournament week, now this obviously some, some tournaments change from week to week and how the sort of params are structured, how much time you have and obviously the sort of requirements that of you of the, on the golf course that week. Is there a basic sort of uh, foundation that you go by? So do you always arrive on, say, the Sunday or the Monday? Obviously, depending if there's a, there's a week uh, weekend prior that you are playing. 
But for say, for instance, you go there now with a week free, what is your sort of game plan getting into a tournament? Uh, more often than not, that will actually depend on if we played the golf course or not. So, for example, uh, Portugal this past week, I only flew in on Tuesday afternoon because I played there so many times before. So you have a very good understanding of uh, the strategy and the game plan that comes attached to the golf course. So the the biggest aspect that would probably change when you arrive would actually be the golf course itself. With regards to uh, preparation, though, my structures are always the same. There's certain criteria that I need to meet. There's, if you want to call it a checklist that I need to obtain with regards to my putting drills, probably got about five or six putting drills that I need to do and need to accomplish, and they'll take all of them combined around four hours. So over Tuesday and Wednesday, you kind of allocate time for that. There's wedge tests that, and iron tests and driving tests that I do on my track, man, that will take a better part of three, four hours at a time. So, And then there's obviously the chipping tests and chipping drills and so on and so forth that allocates a lot of time. So you're probably looking at the better part of 12 hours just in drills and preparation that you need to accomplish or I feel like I need to accomplish before I tee up on Thursday. So obviously arriving on Monday evening and then starting early Tuesday would be be a lot easier to accomplish that um but more often than not like like you say like this week when i have a week off i'll fly probably monday morning get there do my covid test which is the highlight of my week uh and then sit in my hotel room for three four hours wait for my negative test result once i get that i can go train you kind of bash out these drills and then drills and drills and drills and drills because it kind of just it just fine-tunes things, kind of dials you in and just kind of creates that high-intensity tournament environment whilst you're practicing. Because once you step up on the first, first tee on Thursday, it's green light and you've got to go. And I found the best way for me to accomplish that and to get through that is by having this checklist that I need to tick off every item before I tee up on Thursday. And yeah, it served me well. Very nice. So obviously there was unfortunate news about the NetBank Challenge being cancelled for this year. Um, the rest of the year is a little bit undecided, but uh, what does the rest of 2020 hold for you schedule-wise? At the moment, like you say, we're kind of taking it week by week. Um, obviously, absolutely gutted for NetBank not to be happening this year. I mean, that has been the staple of South African golf for the better part of three decades now. And uh, to see that not on the schedule is very sad. Um but th with that being taken off the schedule, I don't quite know when I'm coming back to South Africa. So that that was quite quite a weird scenario now where that was always going to be the week that I came home. Uh, okay. And I have to reevaluate all of those plans. But the schedule for me at the minute is obviously looking like Belfast next week and then Scottish Open at the Renaissance Club the week after and then Wentworth for the BMW PGA the week after that, which ironically is about 15 minutes down the road, but I will be having to stay at a hotel to maintain the European Tours bubble policy. So that's going to be a <laughs> the one week a year that I would have actually had to be able to stay in my apartment in London. I uh, have been stripped of that, if you want to call it, but it, it'll be okay. Um, and then kind of after that, it's uncertain, as you say. Uh, it's, there's obviously events in Sicily. Uh, not Sicily, Cyprus rather. There's some events in Cyprus. Italian Open's been confirmed. Uh, I've heard rumors of a potential Middle Eastern swing before Dubai Grand Final. 
so I really don't know what what uh, what's in store for us. And it's it's kind of refreshing, and also a little bit unnerving at the same time, where you, you don't know when you you going to work. But yeah, it's yeah. kind of nice not having a not having had a schedule planned out for the entire year. So you you know when you're allowed to do anything. It's kind of like okay, well. I feel good this week, so I might as well go play some golf. Uh, well, this week, oh, you know, I really don't feel up to it. Look, like for example, the Monday of um, the uh, Hero UK Championship at Bel- the Belfry, I looked at the weather forecast and I was just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I just don't feel like being in the rain for an entire week. So, uh, yeah, like it's it's just so in the grey at the minute. But it's probably the first time that my schedule's been in the grey for seven, eight years now. So. It's got its own challenges, but it's also got its own uh, own luxuries. Brandon, thanks so much for your time today. Um, I, I'm looking at the stats. I don't want to get into it, but hopefully, all things turn around with the putter mostly, and then you know there will be and then we'll have a different conversation about you obviously challenging a lot more for titles and really raising a few trophies too. Awesome, thanks, Ben. All right, guys, we want to see more of Brandon. Obviously, matchkit.co forward slash Brandon M Stone. You get all the social media there as well as some great content of Brandon and then follow his career further from here because entertaining guy and he's obviously got the right mindset to be at this level. So wish him nothing but the best. Ciao. Are you an athlete looking to better commercialize your career? Visit matchkit.co forward slash register and see what this unique web builder can do for your sporting profile.